What up? What up? What up? What up? Happy March. Okay. Maybe not happy March. <laughs> Let's go. What? Where are we going today, Nick? All right. The topic today is training. And for any of you who don't get our newsletter, please put your email address in the chat below. Uh, we'll make sure that you get it. Uh, but the bottom thoughts, we, we start breaking down training to be much larger than it is. We'll get into it after this. The headline is your training sucks. And the way that we get to that point is I think so often, and we, we've, we've started diving into bad franchisees and how do they even get there? And we, we typically put our blame on a bad franchisee and say it's their fault. But in my opinion, key takeaway steps is, uh, or key critical steps or mission critical steps, whatever we branded this thing, is that the franchisor has holes in their training and their support beyond the initial training. Yeah, that, that's, that's a super big point. And, and I would even break it down. So you have initial ongoing training. For me, where, where I see the biggest weaknesses or the area for improvement, I should say, I'm speaking very positively, is mindset and strategic planning. Right. So I feel like after that initial training, the franchisees go out on their own and I'll see when a franchisee wants to terminate an agreement, they'll, you know, what we find is there's miscommunication, not in a hurtful way, but think there's expectations that aren't being met and the franchisees don't have a business building mindset. Because, well, and, and let's understand what a franchisee is. A franchisee is typically a, fr a franchisee. A franchisee is typically uh, someone who built up strong expertise in one or two categories and now is being thrown into business where they have to be an expert in labor, HR, supply chain management, operations, customer uh, support, uh, food product delivery if you're in restaurants. Like when you lay it all out, you're saying basically what Charles and I have a team of people behind us, you're saying, hey, franchisee on day one, you're doing all this. And that's where like entrepreneurs are crazy enough mentally that they think they can put the cape on their back and be super, super human. So they're like, oh yeah, I got, I got all this. And that's, that's why Charles and I own our business. A franchisee is buying into a structure where they're, they're tasked with operating something that you created. And so they're, they're, they don't have the, the skill set or the mindset going in on day one to be experts at all this stuff. And, and typically, if we look back at training, training's like you get a week in our headquarters and we're going to give you X number of hours in classroom. And then maybe you send someone to their to their grand opening and say, we're going to help you on your grand opening. And then and then you leave and they're, and they're on this island by themselves. So in my opinion, key takeaway, one go evaluate your training right now. If you can look at and say it's it's pretty solid and that your business consultants or coaches along the way coach back through the training, like they that you prescribe them a playbook, your, your business coaches that say, hey, remember when we trained on this in, in the first module? Let's talk about this on our, on our call this week to make sure that you're having progress with it. Like you can ultimately take your training 
and position the, the playbook for your business consultants to have success in the way they continuously coach them. That, that's coming one. And then coming two, like Charles's New York Mets, even though they're never going to win the World Series, what do they do every year? They go back to spring training. So it's always surprised me that these annual conferences, it's more of an information dump than an opportunity to spend some of that time going through retraining to give the franchise owner the tools to be successful when they go back to their businesses. Well, I mean, going back to our friend Walter Bond, right? A good basic point about the wins happen in the preseason, right? And so getting to your point, there's a perpetual preseason here. Nick, I'm curious, what do you think? You use the term business coach, and I think that's key. We have some of our franchisor clients do an amazing job. They coach their clients, their franchisees through traction, have, you know, traction, you know, rocks and goals. What percentage of franchisors do you think get involved with the mindset and the strategic planning from a business coach perspective long term? Uh, zero. I mean, very few. I mean, it's, okay. it's because like if I if I talk to a business consultant, or I mean, they, they have various names. They're, they're basically like the field ops team that are, are there to help impact the franchisees businesses. But they could have 30 franchisees underneath their belt. Well, it, that means they're only going to see them once, once a year, maybe, um, or once every two years at their location. So when you break that down, is, is that right? Yeah, I mean, financially, probably that is sound. It's not way off because when you're only getting a 5% royalty, it probably is sound against what the budget is. So let's, let's not, like, it's not like it should be a one-to-one ratio, but I do think business coach should probably be everybody in the organization. Like if you took a buddy system and that could be everyone, give a franchisee a buddy when they sign on. So they have a point of contact to say, Hey, I'm struggling at this, or Hey, I could use a little bit more help on this or Hey, what could we be doing better to get that, that insight? Like give them, give them a buddy on day one and leverage your entire executive team or your corporate team to have influence. Yeah. See, I, I didn't expect you to come in so low with the percentage. Um, and, and I don't have a good sample size. I'm skewed here, but I, I would imagine every good organization, like, look, we have our mastermind community. That's partly what this is about, right? As a community internally for most business owners are following traction and other systems, right? With your quarterly meetings. So why not even at a macro level system wide, instead of data dumps, you have quarterly traction type meetings. So your franchisees have a checklist and say, okay, what, you know, step one, what is your, what did Q1 look like, right? Backcast a little, what's the goals for Q2? How can we help you more? How could you be more accountable? But I don't even think you need to do that on -on one-on-one. I mean, how great would it be to have system-wide, you know, a quarterly strategic planning like conference? Totally. And I, I a billion percent agree with you. And, and that's where like, look, progress is being made to the franchise industry as, as I know it. I think uh, probably more franchisors are using a traction model. We use it in our company. Charles uses it in his. Uh, so I see more franchisors than ever before. And it's, it's, it's right. Like our big step, I'll, I'll, I'll say our company uh, in a relatable scenario, like our company for the last, uh, we started in 2016. So we're at five years of traction. 
And we primarily use traction at a leadership team level. And this year, finally, we've rolled it down to everybody. So everybody has their own rocks. Now, when we do our coaching sessions, so if you're if you're two levels below me, you're still doing a coaching session with someone who's below you. So we've now done the waterfall effect uh, throughout our organization, and it's paying dividends because now people are goal setting, and now if they win, now we talk about celebrations, which is in the form of raises or promotions. Uh, if they lose, then we say, hey, you've got to keep working on this before you get it there. So it's been very valuable to us that I do think the next level for franchise community is when they cross apply what Charles just said to the to their franchisees, do four virtual conferences a year that are built around uh, traction, have your franchisees fill out the EOS traction guide, um, have them like, which will have your vision and, and your goals as a business right there so that they also have purpose on why do I become a million dollar franchisee? because I want to be a part of the system-wide goal to get to $100 million. Like there, there can be things that level up and level down if you were to put that in place. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm actually excited by this topic because unless you go through traction and see the transformation it causes as an, at an organization, you, you can't even understand it. I, you know, But again, we have some really good brands, Nick, that are doing online traction with their franchisees and mentoring them. So it's definitely in the right direction. Yeah, and, and so if, if you read our bottom thoughts this week, like I think training goes into multiple levels and it's it's too broad stroke as a term, um, but self, self-training, self I mean, I think Charles and I are both reflective human beings. Like when we make a mistake, we think through it and how can we be better the next time? Uh, when we wake up in the morning, it's like, it's like I'm waking up next to you. But uh, when, when we wake up in the morning, we, we think about what can we do to become better human beings. And that, that is personal training. Like that, that, is, that is lifting your own mindset and, and trying, to, trying to make yourself better. We use personal training in the physical sense of helping us uh, make our bodies uh, better. We use training from a nutritional sense whether that's self-training on how many calories we're going to consume on a day, daily basis or, or hiring someone. Uh, we get training on our automobile when we have to get it fixed. Like there's so many different elements of training that go into one's life to try to make this a successful life. Yet we don't cross apply that all the way back uh, to the franchisee and we leave them on an island. And then when they fail, we blame them versus looking internally and saying, what could we have done differently from a training standpoint to have made this a better experience? Yeah, and and to that last point, Nick, the cadence of that type of mindset communication and training helps preempt problems. Unfortunately, I see too many, I see issues when the franchisees abandon the location or is terminating, right? And I, I wonder, if the steps in between us to mindset could have preempted those problems. Totally. And now, now we can, we can also stretch this to other topics we've talked about. We talked about how could the expos of the future be more productive by having lanes based on investment opportunity. So now if an expo took the mindset of every franchise buyer, that's going to walk 
into their into their exhibit hall was given training. So those breakouts are all about training on how to be a great franchisee or training on how to pick the right franchise brand for you or training from existing franchisees on the questions they wish they asked. Or instead of this brochure that has all these logos of brands, you're handed a questionnaire that helps guide you on the questions you need to ask when you're going to these booths. If we train them when they walk in our exhibit hall, what happens? If at a franchise conference like an IFA, it is training to be a better franchisor, or even for suppliers, do a breakout on training on how to sell your product better. Like we have the time and we, we, we earmark or put these things on the calendar that can help us as an industry continuously get better. And you as a franchisor, you have your up, your monthly update calls and your annual conferences. What would it look like if you just took some of that time and willed it towards retraining and giving more education back to people who need it? Yeah. And what does that look like on your franchise sales pages and, and your broker conversations, right? That's good stuff. And, and so like the other, other twist here, uh, as, a, as a final thought here, Charles, is I, in the bottom thoughts, we go to the broker. Like the reality is franchisors don't train the broker on what, what is their why you, why now? What are the selling points? Who can you leverage from franchisee standpoint? There's no training. It's like, go sell my, yo broker, go sell my franchise. And the reality is franchisors need to take a good look at meal. You want to sell more franchises, train the broker on how to do it because you spend all this exhaustive time training a salesperson within your organization on how to sell your brand. You don't do the same for the broker network, yet you expect them to magically go get you deals. So I would do training for the brokers. Yeah. And, but, and, you know, it's, we had some really good comments in the uh, mastermind community. Also, I, I, I mean, separate topic, but before you could even train brokers about your why you, why now, you really need to build this substance. So if you're going to rely on training, I mean, just imagine what a you know, takeaway video from a strategic planning session looks like, what it looks like on your website and a conversation with brokers about, sure, there's training, but we have a strategic planning process. Here's our four point system. Um, and really differentiate your brand. So you, you can't fake that stuff. Totally. So Charles, I, I think this week, in, in my opinion, we're going to leave those comments alone. It's it's taken a life of itself and we have the experts commenting on all that stuff internally. Agree? Well, I, I do want to, the comment, I, I mean, I do want to talk about Pam, who's our favorite listener. Do you see that? No, where's that one? It is... Joe Caruso's wife, who, you know, oh, to Pam, who is our favorite. She's our favorite, much more than Joe. Yeah, but here, here, here's the issue. Because Joe writes that, and then Brett Larrabee starts requesting that we actually dance to. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you, Brett, as soon as this plays, we're both not in our heads. This is Brett. <laughs>